We've always believed in something called progress. It's time to get lit. What kind of lit? Health lit. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to get educated about health conditions affecting our community. Your health is very important. Check in with experts on important topics like breast cancer, diabetes, prematurity, and much more. This show is lit. No one should know you better than you. So lock in. Welcome to Your Health is Lit. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Your Health is Lit podcast. I'm Charlotte Walker, a.k.a. the PDMP. I'm Donna Williams, a.k.a. the Public Health Queen. And this is Tiffany Flowers, a.k.a. the Mental Health Passionist. Passionist. I like it. Come back now. So we're so happy to have Donna back this week. She's off the sick and shut-in list. (laughs) I was so sick. I was, like, really sick. I was taking, like, Theraflu. I cam I had to call Sharla and I was like girl what do I need to be taking <laughs> we got her off the sick and shut-in list the sick and the shut-in so we are so happy to have the squad um and we are about to hop into lit news you guys know what this is we pick some interesting news stories that we've seen throughout the week and we discuss them with you and talk about how they impact our health and our community. So I'm going to go with my story. Um, This week, um, Kim Porter, everybody knows her as P. Diddy's baby mama um, and longtime girlfriend, uh, passed away unexpectedly at the age of 47 um, from pneumonia. And what is interesting about this um, situation is that you know, a lot of people are saying that um, she's kind of like the new face of Black women having issues that don't really go addressed by physicians um, and then later suffering the consequences. So a lot of people are talking about um, Kim Porter having the pneumonia, struggling with it. Um, I saw one story said that she had been struggling with it for weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know all the details of the story, so by no means am I blaming anybody for her death. Um, But, you know, Serena Williams told a very similar story about how, like, when she was in labor, she had to save her own life because the doctor didn't take her pain serious. Um, And there have been other articles and other stories that I've read, and I've watched, um, they did a video interview with physicians, a couple of physicians, ER physicians that got together, and they, they, they admitted, like, yes, you know, sometimes they are a little hesitant to believe Black women, and it's causing us our lives, like, why? Why? The question I have now is, what can we do? What can be done? Yeah, I think platforms like this, like, I always tell people, you know, the biggest thing when you feel like you're not being heard, like, don't be afraid to get a second opinion. But I feel like what we have to do is make sure that we keep our emotions intact. Um, Just because I'm a healthcare professional does not mean that I don't experience things like this. So my dad uh, was in a car accident at the beginning of the year. It was really bad. And I flew back to St. Louis to go take care of him um, because my mom had had some concerns and they weren't being addressed. And my mom had told them to, she was like, you think I'm bad? Wait till my daughter get here because (laughs) she don't play about her daddy. It's a lot of things she play about in this world. Her dad is not one of them. Right. Um, And when I got there, I never ever come into a situation like I'm a nurse practitioner and you're going to do da, 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 da. 
Um, I very much so believe in professional courtesy and allowing people the opportunity to do their job without feeling like you're there to, uh, with a magnifying glass to nitpick them. So I called the nurse in, we talked, um, she was very nice. I we're still friends to this day. She was, she was amazing. Um, but I asked her to go get the doctor. I was like, you know, can I talk to the on-call resident? Like my, when I walked in the door, y'all, my dad was barely breathing. Um, he was like struggling for air and it was a problem for me. And so, you know, me being a nurse, I kicked into nurse mode and not daughter mode because on the inside I was like freaking out, like, what the heck? Um, your hip is broke. Why are like, why are we having issues breathing? Um, long story short, the hospital had failed to put him on a bowel regimen to make sure that he was going after his accident and he was on high pain meds. So we ended up in the ICU with the septic ileus. Um, on like, and it was some uh, the hospital's negligence. But when that doctor came in and I asked him, I said, you know, I just am really concerned about my father's condition. If you look at him, um, I said, what is our plan of care for tonight? And he was like, well, we're watching and waiting. And I, I said, well, from my understanding, this has been going on since Wednesday. Um, we're done, like it's Saturday. So we're done watching and waiting. Like, that that's out the window because he looks like crap um and he was like well what in a very like what do you expect like you know like he said well what do you expect yeah, yeah, like what yeah. what do you suggest mm-hmm. we do is what he said yeah. and um honey once he once he opened the gates I was like well first of all my father should be NPO and he's still able to have a full diet <laughs> secondly I need him to get a repogal to suction because these enemas aren't working third like I like once he realized I was like third I wouldn't know why we didn't do proper imaging we only did this and we did that like girl he didn't he said not a word turned around walked out and that girl came back with my stuff wow gotta have people there to be advocates and that honestly you guys like that whole experience, my dad was in the hospital for like two weeks and then still had to go to rehab. That whole experience is what drove me like, we have to educate our people and ourselves because everybody doesn't have a daughter that's a nurse practitioner. And I look, I wholeheartedly believe that most people, because everybody's not perfect, but most people who go into healthcare do so with a good heart, do so with the intention to provide a service to people, to help heal people. Most people have a very good, have very good intentions when they go into this field. There have been times where I've seen like bias um, and I have to speak up and say something, but it made me nervous for the other patients in this hospital who don't have a daughter that's a nurse or a nurse practitioner or that has, like that knows what the heck is going on. What are y'all doing? Right. Because it wasn't until they knew I wasn't just some, some dumb black girl, which is how he came off to me at first. Yeah. Like, oh, well, well, what do you expect? Oh, yeah. well, since you asked, <laughs> let, let, let me let you know what I expect. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I need, <laughs> there, friend. Come on. If, if Jesus is on the main line, I'm going to tell him what I want. Um, and, but it was, it was that experience um, coupled with um, short, like literally the next month, my grandmother went on hospice and just the role that I was able to play in her care. It wasn't a bad experience. Um, it was actually, it was sad that my grandmother was going on hospice, but the amount of, 
um, security I was able to give her when the doctor would say something to her and then she would call me and I would repeat the same thing and I hadn't talked to the doctor her going okay and I'm like okay okay since you say or me being able to explain it in a way or explain things in a way to her that she would understand and she would feel comfortable with being able to do that for her is another reason why I feel like we you know we started this whole movement um, because we do need to be empowered. And I think that sometimes we get so frustrated, especially us as black women, we can get so frustrated that we start cutting up and then it just fuels what they're already thinking. It, it fuels their bias. And we have to kind of take a step back and, you know, have the tools necessary to articulate what we're trying to say, even though we trigger. Because there's sometimes where I'm at work and I'm like, oh, geez, the Father God in the name of like in all things, because I can't cut up in here and then still get our point across. So if you're at a doctor's office and you don't understand what's going on, look, I work clinic and sometimes our time is limited. But even if you don't know, you can ask, like, look, I'm still confused as to why X, Y, and Z. Is there a nurse? Is there somebody that I can talk to? that can explain this to me. And if you're still not getting the help that you need, go somewhere else. Keep things that we can do, even if you don't know what is going on with you, keep track of your symptoms. Like nothing triggers me more when these parents come in and like, oh yeah, the baby's had a fever for five days. That's a big deal. Five days fever is like, now we're thinking Kawasaki's disease. And then when I say, well, what was the highest temperature? Oh, no, I just was touching them. They was hot. <laughs> what? So five, like, they just felt like that's not accurate information. That doesn't tell me anything. If yeah. you're telling me that your baby's had a temperature, but all, like, all, well, I just touched them. That's not a temperature. We just look at y'all like y'all crazy. Like, honestly, I'm I just like, okay. That, that's not a fever. Right. Touching, touching you with my hand is not a good way to take a temperature. <laughs> so come, if you're, things that you don't have to be a nurse to take, have accurate information. Look, my symptoms started Thursday. My highest temperature was 102. I have body aches. I've had a cough. When I cough, it's yellow. Like we give us as much information as possible. Write it down. If you forget, if you have a lot of stuff going on and I had my grandma doing this, I said, grandma, if if something is going on with you, you don't like the way you feel after you take a certain medication, write that stuff down. So when you go to your next doctor's appointment and they say, how you been doing? You go, oh, I've been all right. But you know good and well that stuff has been bothering you. Either A, you've either forgotten it. Um, and then you you leave and go home. You're like, oh, yeah, they, they ain't never said nothing to me about X, Y, and Z. You forgot to bring it up. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to know? Mm -hmm. So I think that presenting accurate information Knowing what's going on with yourself, you don't have to be a nurse to do that. Donna called me. She was like, my nose running, my throat hurt. I like, I feel sick. I have a headache. What do I do? And I was able to say, okay, it sounds viral, you know, like, and we can kind of go from there. But if you come in and you, like, somebody told me, well, her back was hot. I think she had back fever. I'm like, what? Ma'am, there's not a lot I can do with that. I can't mm -hmm. do a lot. I can't do a lot with back fever. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. But if you say my baby, her temperature was 102.5, mm -hmm. 
and I gave her Motrin at seven o'clock this morning and now it's 10 a.m. and she's in my office and her temperature is still, you know, her temperature is 104.6. Oh, okay. She's like, she's really sick because her temperature was this and mom gave antipyretics and it's still elevated. Um, so at least at the very least, bring accurate information. Also, just to kind of chime in, don't wait. Like that's mm-hmm. one of my, my my biggest things that you know, especially as uh, putting the focus back on women's health, right? As women, we're more likely to be like, oh, I have to take care of this person, yep. take care of that person, yep. and I'll just be sick or I'll just be tired or you know, especially if you're a single mom, like oh, I got to pay these bills mm-hmm. or X Y Z, but yeah. like. The sooner you go in, the sooner, the, and, the, and this is what I tell even my clients from a mental health standpoint is, the sooner you go, the quicker you can get over it. You're so recovering. You can get to your business. You mm-hmm. can take care of your, your kids. You can, yep. you know, get to that job. Yep. But you have to be willing to sometimes also take a seat. Yeah. Yeah, and, and rest because yeah. you know, especially with things like pneumonia, and I had pneumonia before, and it was no joke. And myself, I'm gonna be real transparent. I was going to a speech competition. I just got diagnosed with walking pneumonia, and my allergies was messed up. And I had a speech competition for two days, and I literally just got in the van. And as I was driving, my coach was like, "What did the doctor say?" I have walking pneumonia. <laughs> and as a white woman, she looked at me and was like, why are you in my bed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Right? But because I was so focused on like, yeah. I have to achieve, right? I'm yeah. going here to win or yeah. I got to get my trophies. I'm, yeah. I'm the president of this team. But it's like, you still can take out time. It's essential that you take out time. For yourself. You know, my dad, yourself, when I was in nursing know, school. As a woman. When I was in nursing school, I was really running myself into the ground. Um, my hair fell out one one semester. Like nursing school is hard. Um, it's hard. And my dad, he saw my hair and he was so upset. And he said, "You're not gonna be nobody's nurse if you did." And I was like, "Uh, <laughs> you right? You right? You're not gonna be nobody's nurse if you did." You out here, your hair falling out. I mean, he went in on me, y'all. Cause, but it gave me a wake-up call. Um, even when I'd see babies in in the office um, after they're discharged from the hospital, I always take a second and ask mom, how are you doing? Are you making mm-hmm. sure you're getting sleep? And yeah. like, if the house dirty, that's fine. As long as the baby's safe, you safe, and everybody's being fed, they're only like, mm-hmm. it's levels to this. And it letting is. us know, like, we don't have to be perfect all the time right um and i think i think that's a really good point so the takeaways from this story first off our condolences to her family and her kids um and that like that really is at the heart of the story is like somebody lost their mom their sister diddy's like heartbroken um so first off of that secondly Mm -hmm. make sure that you're taking care of yourself Mm-hmm. five days is too long to have a fever after about three days you probably should go see somebody five days is a problem we wait like oh yeah my foot been falling off for the last two weeks like what why are you just mm-hmm. not coming to see me yeah um you are no good to anybody dead yeah no like if if you 
some of these things, it seems small. I've had kids come in the office, they look fine, they have no fever, um, but you know, their lungs sound awful and they have pneumonia. So it doesn't always look like what we expect it to look like. She could have just had a cough. Mm-hmm. And you know, it it could have killed her. You know, that that could be, you know, that could be it. So don't ignore your body. Quit pushing your body to the max. We live in this like team no sleep, team half sleep. Like, no, no, all of that is insane. And we don't have to work ourselves like that. We need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, that we're uh, keeping accurate information. If you do start to feel sick, so when you go and talk to these doctors, because as medical professionals, we're looking for facts. Okay, how long have you had this? What's been going on? What color is it? Those kind of things. Come with that stuff. Right. Your doctor will appreciate it. Right. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the full story, though. I want yeah, to see the autopsy results. was she going to the doctor? Yeah. yeah. What was kind of going on? All yeah. the facts. But it's just, it just is a big, you know, she's 47. It's really young. And I think the story really hit home um, just because it, like it was so all of a sudden and so young yeah. and so young Very and nobody young. expected. So and, and she young. looks healthy. Right? And she looks healthy. She looks healthy. She's not overweight. She's not overweight. Just like a week before, days before mm-hmm. her, you know, her kids and yeah, you know, out living mm-hmm. life. You know, yeah, yeah. So I mean. we're, no one's exempt, and that's why you know, yeah. no one else is gonna honor your voice. And this is something that you know, I really say, if no one else is gonna honor your your voice. The best person that should do it is you. Yes. You honor your voice. You honor your voice in these doctor's offices. You yep. honor your voice, you know, when you go to a mental health professional or whatever you're going mm-hmm. to honor your own voice. Yeah. 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 That's my story this week, y'all. Yeah. That story it is really sad. But it definitely a teaching moment. It though, is a teaching everyone. moment. And it's just it takes it's a moment for everybody to kind of take a step back and be like, whoa, like dang, what? Um, yeah, so I'm off my soapbox. Come with accurate information, speak for yourself, and don't wait. And don't come in the doctor's office with an attitude. Please don't come cutting (laughs) up. That, like, to me, I feel like that's the number one barrier is, like, not for me, because I'm like, why you wait? Hold on. Like, I can say, hold on, wait, hold on, sis. And I will say that. These parents come in, I'm like, look, I understand you're mad. Let's talk about it. How can I help you today? But everybody doesn't have that approach. And so sometimes you just have to know the environment that you're in. Don't come in here cutting up. Don't come in here cutting up. Donna's doing the waving the no finger. (laughs) Don't come in here cutting up. So next story. So my story um, is about a woman um, who traveled to Mexico for a cheap plastic surgery. Oh, Lord. (laughs) So the reason why I am covering this, because I know um, a lot of people personally who do travel to these places like Dominican Republic, uh, Mexico, to have Tijuana, to have like the um, breast augmentation, nose job, Brazilian butt lift, because it's like half the price. I think usually, like I know someone who went to DR and I think they got like a boo job for like maybe like fifteen hundred dollars versus if you're in the u.s it's um it's probably like an easy five or six grand 
So she went to Mexico, um, and this just happened November. She went to Mexico for the um, a nose job and a breast augmentation. Um, so she got um, injected with anesthesia um, in her spine at the clinic. And instead of flowing down her body, they said it went to her brain and caused severe swelling. Well, I guess her fiance came back and this had been eight hours later. The fiance, the fiance um, she was still um, supposed to be recovering is what they told him. Um, wow. They had to call someone to come in, call the hospital. Um, they came in and took her to the hospital. They basically put her in a medical um, induced coma after she went into cardiac arrest. Now, the crazy part about it is they tried to move her to the U.S., but Mexico wouldn't let them move her into um, they paid the remaining balance at the hospital before they moved her. And they didn't move her to El Paso until nearly a week later. And so when she got to El Paso, the doctors had said that she suffered severe brain damage and would never be the same. They told her that she would never walk or eat or speak again. Um, And so right now, the latest update that I got is she has now been moved to a hospice house, Mm. which is crazy. Yeah. So I was like, let's just unload this one. (laughs) So many, like, there's so many things wrong with this story. So many things. uh, wow everyone and a lot of people is doing this now i've heard a lot of people and i know people actually who go over and get the surgical procedure and i would just be i feel like that if you have to go outside the u.s for a procedure you can't afford it you don't need it and you can't afford it you don't need it you can't afford it and you get what you pay for now this is heartbreaking and i don't mean to come off cold but her family had no, like, has no government. Like, we're just gonna hold her. We, yep. we'd have messed her up, and now we're gonna hold, hold her, her because we want to mm-hmm. be paid. Right. We didn't let her go, and now she in hospice, and probably not gonna make it. So it's definitely like a sad story, and it's not it like is. how old was she? She was. Hmm. Is she? Sorry. She looks young. It don't say anything. No, it doesn't say the story, but she looks really young. She looks so young. It's like the cost of vanity, you know? It's like, not only is it costing money, it's costing life. Yeah. It's like, what's the real cost? Vanity, you know? What's the real cost here? Because now her fiance, like, she's not going to get married. Her family is going to miss out. And just the whole experience was was traumatic. Um, And I feel like, because looking at the picture, she's, like, beautiful. She is. And so I just, you know, this image that we need to be perfect and we need to go and get this nipped and tucked and i was just gonna say that we sometimes a lot of people we try to live up to society yeah. standards yeah the beauty standard is what it is so it's definitely heartbreaking but i definitely want to see how this plays out because yeah. i did read where the family is trying to um sue the clinic I feel like that's hard to do because it's in another country. Like there's so much more extra now. Um, the same laws that I don't know the laws in Mexico. <laughs> I barely know Spanish. Um, I know enough to order food, but I feel like the law. And Mexico don't care. Mexico don't care about their own citizens. Yes. I mean, that's I, what I was like. I was like, the laws. Do you different. buy stuff down there? Like I got a friend from Mexico and I was just telling her like, 
She's like, y'all be complaining about establishments. Like, you don't do that in Mexico. They just don't say, don't come back. (laughs) You know, like, you don't know, like, you know, America is known for being so happy and we, you know, getting the cash payout. But also at the same time, even if they did go to Mexico and get, you know, a million dollars, a million pesos, which is only about 250000 here. Okay. <laughs> um, that's, that ain't going to bring her back to her, her mom, her dad. It's you not. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's the cost of vanity is literally saying I'm, t- I, I'm, I'm willing to risk my you know, break my mom's heart and that can never be filled again. Or my children or my future children are not going to get a chance here. You know? Yeah. No, most definitely. I would just have to say is, for me personally, how I feel about it is that to young girls or women that we don't have to live up to society standards. And I feel like if you do want to enhance your body, me personally, I wouldn't, but if you do want to enhance your body or go get surgery, just make sure that you do it in the U.S. or make sure that you research and you do it safely. the doctor. Yeah. And you do it safely and just, just research everything. Cause yeah. I know when my when my twin sister she had cosmetic surgery. Um, she before she did it, she had a breast augmentation. Before she did it, she researched the doctor, um, the reviews. Um, she went to her primary doctor. She went and got her labs did before she had the surgical procedure. Yeah. So maybe it could be maybe it could have been a for instance where she didn't go get her labs done. And she didn't, she didn't get cleared by her online. primary or. Mm-hmm any it could have been anything yeah because there's no there's not a lot of there's not a lot of rule and regulation and even still you know things happen here in the united states yeah Yeah. there are things in place um where we you know that we have to protect our patients um because when when mistakes are made like the case with my dad Mm -hmm. like that was a problem my dad almost like we almost ended up back on like on a ventilator on life support for a mistake that was made Mm -hmm. um and those things happen frequently here where we have a great healthcare system so I just think you know sometimes we don't make good decisions mm-hmm. where we go out to like and we risk our lives put our lives at risk for what for society yeah <laughs> like it's one thing if you look this is not a knock on plastic surgery because if I had all the money, <laughs> you can you can do the whole Brazilian butt lift for me. Like take all this gut, go ahead, pack it in the back. Like I'm here for it. Girl, I would donate some of mine to you. You ain't got to do Girl, that. Girl, okay. Like a Brazilian butt lift in theory sounds amazing. I was like, would we just shift the fat? I'm telling you, you don't want all that. I'm telling you, you don't want all that. It's problems. See, but you never know. People, a lot of times we're so busy worried about, you know, our own cross that, like, you're like, I can't find pants that fit. But I'm like, exactly. But I I just want to shake some. So it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it really depends on. You know, all jokes aside, it really, it really depends on the person. If you, if you're having to go to such extreme measures mm-hmm. to have something mm-hmm. done, if you can afford it and you can afford it comfortably and you can get it done at, you know, at a credible organization, do you, boo? I have friends who've had cosmetic surgery done. Do it. They look amazing. I'm like, yes, girl. <laughs> How much is a Brazilian? Let me know so I can say it's my coin. Um, but 
if you are risking, literally risking your life to save a couple thousand dollars, what is your, what is your life worth to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very sad. I think Donna was telling me before the show that they closed the clinic in Mexico. So the clinic, so the clinic transferred her to a hospital, but then the hospital was like, until we get paid, she goes nowhere. Like that was time yeah, lost with a, with a brain injury. Every second counts. Yeah. That's time lost. And that is just so unfortunate that, um, it's unfortunate, man, that she gambled with her life and it, and it may cost her life. God's what God can work miracles, yeah. but it does not look good. Yeah. Um, it don't look good at all. So if you go get cosmetic surgery, do it safely. If you're going to do it, do it the right way. Definitely make sure you get cleared by your primary doctor, but most cosmetic places you have to do like your labs and stuff before yeah. and those things were before you go because mm-hmm. i know i had a friend who was going to get the brazilian butt lift and surgical some other procedure but they told her her labs wasn't right and they told her like she had to lose weight before she could get the mm-hmm. surgery See? so a, a lot of things could have been went wrong but i would say just make sure that you do your labs get cleared by your pcp and do researches on the offices or the cosmetic places you're going to go to yeah that's my lit news. <laughs> so it's on me, guys. So I know we've been kind of talking about some emotional stuff today, but to put that on the red line, it was a ex Ohio um, judge who was abusing his wife, um, but finally got caught up on charges. He had literally hit her head uh, against the steering wheel twenty times. <sighs> Um, and only served six months. Wow. And check this out, guys. And when he got out, he still was able to get a job for the mayor's office. Stop. What? Stop it. Yes. I just read this again. I have to double check. Check. Like, they hired him again. And so this time he gets arrested. But he gets arrested because he has stabbed her to death. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. And, like, I'm one of the things I'm, I'm passionate about is domestic violence and sexual assault, and especially in our community. And I think this is another example of how, how we respond to not only victims, but African-American victims of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Now, if this was a white woman that was a victim of domestic violence, yes, they do also not get the proper response that they need. But as a previous assistant director over a, a domestic violence agency and sexual assault agency for black women, we saw that even more so that we get less response, we get less resources, we get less, um, but even beliefs. We even have, statistically, if a black woman calls for a, a police officer to get help, she is more likely to be arrested along with her abuser. Wow. Without her abuser. Wow. And so it's still a health issue because, you know, the highest, um, reason behind homicide for black women is domestic violence yeah but we keep pushing this under the rug you know because in my opinion i'm going to be very clear about that we're so obsessed with the black man's struggle yeah 
and how can we help them in a black man's flight you know and then turn around and, and someone had put that on my our facebook question too like do you think black men support black women issues and i was like no and it's a dual edge because we fight for them and then we turn around and we're saying that we emasculating black men. So meanwhile, we become invisible uh, and ignored and victims of, of, the, of the man that we're striving to protect. Yeah. And so um, I, I actually just did an article a few weeks ago on my website, pathwaycounselingcenter.net about how to be supportive of victims of domestic violence and getting an understanding of why they go back because this could have been prevented yeah um if we know how to respond and we become more our hearts don't become as hardened towards survivors who are trying to leave or not leaving and just that's their issue type of mentality that we have in our culture um but it really is something that we need to look at and once again, prayers for that family, and, and you know, she seemed like a, you know, a happy woman with a lot of pain that has children. Yeah. Um, and so to that family and, and to you know the community there also. You know, it's that's the second case this week because um, what's been really heavy on my timeline is about the doctor in Chicago, um, Tamara O'Neill, who um, her fiance or ex-fiance um came to the hospital and shot at the hospital and killed her and she's a physician and i feel like sometimes when we think about the faces of domestic violence um i always think of like like taraji p henson and like baby boy or taraji <laughs> p henson and hustle and flow or taraji p henson and pretty much anything <laughs> except empire <laughs> um but these are like these are physicians these are you know like even the um the perpetrator in the story that you talked about tiffany like he was an educated man um and he worked in you know in the mayoral office mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it just is you know we have to kind of take off some of these stigmas and some of like what we think things look like because you never know it could be somebody that you're working with at work and you don't know you know, that when she goes home, she's a victim of domestic violence or, you know, um, that she's suffering from something. And I think as Black women, the thing that you talked about with, um, like, we think we always have to support Black men struggling, that notion to me is really, it never like triggered me before, but the more that I get into health and health education and I see these scenarios, like, why is it, I feel like a lot of it, like black women are expected to have their life. Girl, if you want a husband, have your car, have your education, mm -hmm. have together, and then you get to bring nothing to the table and I'm supposed to pacify you until you mm -hmm. your potential? Absolutely not. Right. Trash, right. it's trash. Right. Um, and we have this, you know, a lot of women would rather have something than nothing. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, because of the lack of father figures and they're like, I'm so grateful for my dad um, because he definitely showed me and gave me lessons on what like how a person is supposed to treat you you teach people how to treat you so if you let people teach you like treat you like trash that's exactly what they will treat you like and i feel like we try to like oh i'm a ride or die because he didn't right. have two kids on you and he punches you in the face that'll make you ride or die honey that makes you like that makes you not make like you're not being smart with your life like your life should be valued more than that and i don't know 
why people think that this like baby boy love is like cute it's not it's just it's not and it's not safe and there are so many you know we're teaching younger generations that you know it's okay it's, it's okay, okay. And not to have expectations um, and um, it's I hear still the woman's fault yeah why, you know it's still her fault versus why aren't we teaching our men that their lives is more valuable than a, and they have you know more control of themselves to lay their hands on on a woman right the conversation right. still always circles back to girl you need better self-esteem it is like he he already did all that right you know, that's a part of domestic violence it's mental right. abuse so no we need to circle right back to the perpetrator which is what do you need man that you can't use your manhood your strength for something that's upbuilding uplifting in our community what do you need bro you know that's what a conversation needs to transfer but it almost seems that domestic violence especially on social media has became normalized like Mm -hmm. i don't know i followed this rapper by the name of um nba young boy and like he was dating a girl and they had been dating for a while and he was like abusing her like it was on social media it was like a video out where they were like um kind of he was like grabbing on her like in the hotel and then like the video surfaced on the internet and people was just like making fun of her making jokes about it so it seems like it's almost become like a big joke instead of maybe saying that hey this girl really needs help or someone needs but i think that's a reflection of what i I just previously said that Mm -hmm. we are a culture of victim blaming Mm -hmm. right so if it was actual consequences for him Mm -hmm. yep then guess what if he would have had to lose his contract or all of a sudden they they he he losing his record deal guess what people gonna say i i can't do what i want to do but instead it's being reinforced. The more power I have, the more money I have, the mm-hmm, yeah. I have, I can do it. And they're going to blame her. They're going to laugh at her. And guess what? Because now he's already told her she's nothing. And mm-hmm. now social media is laughing at her. She's more disempowered to leave. Mm-hmm. And it says a lot so about, again, our again, community. You have to attack that victim blaming. Yeah. Like, as a community, like when people do ratchet stuff, um, I know I can only control me. Mm-hmm. So here's the big one, and y'all can come for my soul. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I said what I'm about to say. I have an issue with Robert Kelly. I just do. He pees on young children. That's a problem. <laughs> y'all laughing, but it really makes me mad. Like, there's a tape. People have watched this, and as a community, like, but he's seen good. He's pissing on your kids. <laughs> he's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. But he can sing, so it's cool? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. no. As a culture, like, when do we hold people responsible? Yeah. We are And usually we don't hold people responsible, especially mm-hmm. if it's a crime against a black woman. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Because OJ got consequences, boo. And he got to yeah. quit it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? He yeah. got consequences, boo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because even like Donna talking about the people in the comments, like to me, somebody that I that I like, you start cutting up, honey. I'm gonna have to let you go because I can't support that. At the end of the day, it may just be one person, but I feel like if we all had that mentality, not to say that we can't give people grace, but 
Grace and wisdom is two different things. Yeah, but like I read comments <laughs> of grown women that like R. Kelly can pee on me anytime. That's are disgusting. You, are you serious? That's but even if that's the case, that's consent. It's the difference between consent. <laughs> and I know who cannot give consent like a child. I know. I know, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but even still, like, oh, honey, he can pee on me. Like, what? Girl. Yeah, I ain't letting nobody pee on me. That's you disgusting. Mean, that's disgusting, man. And it's just, it's disgusting that we, we go for it. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. Domestic violence is always a tough thing for me. And, you know, I have a very close friend that's going through it right now. And, you know, I try to be encouraging to her and, you know, letting her know that, you know, hey, like you need to leave. And I just try to, you know, I basically try to give her words of encouragement while trying to support her and letting her know, you know, real life scenario because my brother uh, did die um, in a kind of domestic violence situation. His girlfriend stabbed him to death while she was sleeping, mm. while he was sleeping or whatever. So it's, it's something that's pretty hard and it, um, very tough in our society and I think that we definitely need to hold people more accountable and I think there needs to be some more uh, laws and rules and regulations and the only way that's that is going to happen if we advocate for that um, mm -hmm. so I think it's something yeah. that's very tough it is tough and I guess I want to actually say too for those that may be listening who are in or know someone that is in that situation you know, it's also community programs out here, trained advocates that's free that you can access for support um, because it's, it's also dangerous just to up and leave. And so mm -hmm. um, you want to access, access those advocates in your community. Um, the, it's the national hotline for DB and they will connect you with someone locally that's close to you. So you can get the help that you need. There is hope and there is life outside of that. So yeah that was and, my news that was and my as we um said when we talked about domestic violence um last month your health is lit is we are i'm not an expert um don is not an expert but we have people like tiffany um who are experts in areas like this and if you are going through a situation even if you don't know if you're ready to leave even if you're questioning whether or not like is this domestic violence Right. You guys can always hit us up in our inbox on Facebook. Um, and we we're here to help and be a help in the community. And so we just definitely, you know, you may not be ready to, to fully, you know, jump into going to an advocacy center, but maybe you just need somebody to talk to. Um, mm -hmm. and we can definitely connect you with somebody who can help. So um it's it's tough. It is. Yeah, and now we have to switch gears. That was that was news. Was it so lit? It, it was, was lit. It was lit. lit. It was like oh, yeah. like heavy on my, I feel my heart bumping. Like it was some touching. I got. I feel touched. It was <laughs> okay. So I now we're gonna go into the room on me. That's how I feel. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey time. Turkey time. I'm not salmonella. No. Can I just say that I've been around Charlotte House, like testing everything for Thanksgiving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, my husband told Donna. My husband was like, I don't appreciate all these little scoops in my food. <laughs> Yeah. It's good oh, though. It was so I wish I could do an Uber Eat to my apartment because we're gonna be keeping it simple here. Yeah, we don't Donna have to get it in the cookie. I approve. Donna approves of my meal. 
Um, so November, again, we're getting ready to be closing out November here in um, Diabetes, um, National Diabetes Awareness Month. So with the upcoming holiday season, Thanksgiving kind of kicks off like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's. It's like eating season the next couple of months. Um, so we want to give you guys 10 tips to um, help you if you have diabetes to survive the holiday season. Um, the first thing is to maintain your schedule. Um, if you usually only eat three meals a day, don't eat 17 meals today because it's been offered. Um, <laughs> if you know that you are going to go somewhere and going to eat big and overeat, skip, like skip a meal. Portion. Uh, portion. You don't have to eat all. Like it, it is delicious. But honestly, you don't have to eat all of it and you don't have to clear your plate. Um, I saw this funny, you know, the hashtag everything's given is like hashtag um, Thanksgiving with black families. Mm -hmm. And one I saw today was so funny. It was like, it's a rule that on Thanksgiving, we don't eat breakfast. <laughs> like, nobody's eating breakfast today. <laughs> we don't eat breakfast on Thanksgiving. We save our room. Um, so make sure that you try to get up, try to work out before you go eat. Um, and actually eat breakfast. We can change that because yeah. that will lower your appetite. Yeah, maybe a light, a little light breakfast, a light breakfast, fruit, fruit hardball egg, something. Yeah, but don't be out here eating seventeen meals, eating all the pies. You have to have some self control. So the first thing is maintain your schedule. Do what you usually do. Take your meds. You may want to eat a lighter breakfast, or if you don't want to eat breakfast, that's fine but make sure that you're maintaining your schedule. Um, if you plan on overeating, making sure that you like go and work out. Um, if you're going to eat a meal before, have a, have a lighter meal. So I have recently restarted my um, journey to be healthier than what I am now. And so I do make, I make choices and it's real life choices because I like food, it's delicious. So I know if I'm gonna go and eat, um, Tuesday, we had donuts in the office. Oh, we had donuts this morning, and it was good. It was amazing. I ate donuts, but for lunch, I then had a salad because I was like, girl, you know, you ate them Krispy Kremes this morning. Like, <laughs> don't be out here. Don't get caught slipping. It's all about balance and making good decisions. The Krispy Kremes were amazing, and so was my salad. And so it's all about balance and making sure that you are um, taking care of yourself. Next. You want to make sure that you check your blood sugar frequently. So if you're taking insulin or medications that lower your blood sugar, um, you want to make sure that you're just checking it more frequently during the holidays. We don't want you going to the hospital for hypoglycemia or hypoglycemia. And also, I would say make sure, what I tell a lot of my patients um, is make sure that they have a logbook. Um, so whenever you do, whenever you are checking your blood sugar, just making sure that you're logging down what time you check your blood sugar and uh, your blood glucose level. Um, so again, so our third tip, budget your sweets and treats. So like I talked about, um, if you're going to like give yourself a carb budget, right? So you don't want to overload on carbs. So you may have to forsake mac and cheese for... <laughs> oh. For Auntie Sweet, look for the for the peach cobbler though. No, for no, the peach no. cobbler, make a choice. Macaroni <laughs> cheese is a requirement. But you can't. But you can't afford it, sis. Your sugar can't afford it. 
So you can either have this peach cobbler that only gets made once a year, because I feel like macaroni and cheese gets made a lot. If I had to pick between mac and cheese and my auntie, her peach cobbler, I'm going for the cobbler. Girl, I'm going for the mac and cheese. Really? Oh, for the mac and cheese. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking well, about. Either I'm way, for the mac and cheese. Either, the point is that you don't eat both. <laughs> <laughs> so budget your sweets and treats. So the next one, for you drinkers, if you do drink, you want to make sure that you watch your alcohol intake. Um, so moderate alcohol intake can have a blood sugar lowering effect. Um, also, don't drink on an empty stomach. Um, recommend, recommendations for alcohol for those with diabetes are no more than one drink per day for women and no more than two per day for men. And this I don't don't understand mean, why men can have two drinks. Because they're, because typically they're, high they're, they're big. They high yeah, but let's talk about these drinks. <laughs> Oh. That don't mean go and get a 50 ounce of whatever your favorite thing is. Or a long and a nice tea. I've only had one. No. <laughs> one drink is equivalent to four ounces of wine, 12 ounces of beer, mm-hmm. or one ounce of like, mm-hmm. hard liquor. And don't be going crazy because a lot of the mixed drinks, they have like a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of sugar. Um. So our next tip, make sure you download mobile tools. So I'm all for like my fitness pal um and things like that that'll help you kind of keep track of your carbohydrate like you can put goals in it um one thing i'm actually thinking about us doing in 2019 is getting a your health is lit my fitness pal group we can all share our food diaries because when i say i'm about to be snatched in 2019 snatched. 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 is coming back from 2008 where i left it at high school okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um so download a tool to just kind of help keep you on track. When I um, I was car- counting carbs really, or counting and just keeping track of my meals really heavy in 2016. And it's just like what we talk about with your health here. Some of this stuff will blow your mind. Like I, when we go out to eat, I love um, at like TGI Fridays, their sizzling chicken and cheese. It is amazing. Honey, that thing has 1,200 calories. And you I was 1,200 calories. And I'm only allotted 1,200 for the day. I was making life decisions. I was like, I can't eat all this. <laughs> I can't afford life decisions. I can't afford this. <laughs> I can't afford it. But it makes you, because I know it takes you know, X amount of time on a treadmill and to burn 250 calories and it's 250 calories in this snicker, is it worth it? So sometimes just being aware will um, will change your life, honey, because I look at stuff different. I'm like, oh, I can't eat that, honey, not today. <laughs> not with how my legs feel and all that work I didn't put in today. Oh, no. Next tip, for those of you guys who are not cooking and if you're going out to the restaurant, you want to think smart and choose more healthier options. So for instance, you want to ask for options with less saturated fat, particularly no fried foods or sugars. Um, You can substitute olive oil with fresh peppers for butter. Um, You can also do kind of do like your substitute aside. So instead of doing like the mashed potatoes with the heavy chives, butter, all that fatty stuff, maybe ask for a baked or boiled potato. Or veggies. Or veggies. So you can do steamed stir-fried veggies if you want to be basic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're going to a party um, and you want to survive the holidays and you're not sure if there's going to be something um, there, 
that is um, appropriate for your diet, bring it. Cook like you can be the person that changes, um, you know, the way your family does things by, you know, bringing at least one healthy dish because it may just be, it may not be just you struggling with um, diabetes or whatever diet restrictions you may have. So you can kind of be that, you know, that change and that, um, that light for somebody like, oh God, like, thank you for bringing cauliflower mash because I can't have regular mashed potatoes or, you know, even if it's just one meal or one dessert um just providing that option uh, that option for yourself and for your family and bringing it is pretty dope for the holiday season next one you want to be party smart so if you're going to a party just making sure that you're enjoying the veggies um and if you are going to get appetizers like meat or cheese appetizers Instead of placing it on the plate, you want to place it on a napkin because you'll be less likely to overeat and um, kind of like a portion wise. If you get a plate, you know you're going to try to fill the plate up. Right. If you get a napkin, you can put a couple um, couple appetizers in the nap napkin. Napkin also is important, very important to make sure that you're staying hydrated. You're going instead of drinking like Kool-Aid juice, maybe you can do um, water or club soda with like a lemon twist. Yeah, usually when we go out, um I will do water with lemon water yeah yeah because again when I was counting calories I was like honey I can't afford to drink this I don't drink juice though I used to drink juice a lot like cranberry juice now like I really just drink water yeah or I'll drink ginger. I don't believe in drinking my calories I want yeah to I want to eat them yeah that's <laughs> like that that was something that I got just through my like, and smack I, my lips even I'm yeah I <laughs> yeah I want to eat food. like I want to eat it like I can't afford this it really changed how much junk I used to eat too because I'm like well I can either eat this snicker, but that's a third of a sizzling chicken and cheese. <laughs> Long down. yeah and um another tip just along those lines even when you go to make your plate um for a while, and I'm gonna get back to this. I was eating on a saucer. So I would make my husband's food on a regular size plate because he's a man and he can eat um, more. And I would make my own food on a saucer. So my portion was controlled. Um, so that's a, a little tip where you kind of like trick your mind because the saucer looks full, but it's really less food than what you would um, typically be giving yourself. Um, our next tip is to stay active. If you can't stick to your regular schedule, like we've been really bad about going to um, like the gym. Well, this we've week. all been bad it's because been bad. we usually be like 4 a.m. I'm like, hey girl, we yeah, up, we going. It's been it. bad, but we've had weddings and the holidays. First of all, 4 a.m. is a demonic time to work. <laughs> <laughs> Look, girl, I gotta get it I in before work, honey. After work, well, you, you and Andre be up before me because I usually. But by the time I'm going to the gym, y'all already be there. I usually get up at 4.30-ish, get to the gym. She I said maybe it's a 45-ish. 10.30 is early for me. Ooh, yeah, Jesus. but, you know, even if you can't do that. So we, we haven't been really um, going to the gym, but we've been finding healthier activities to do. So instead of going and sitting down at a restaurant to eat, we'll, like, go to the beach and go for a walk. So just making sure that you're, you're, staying, um, you're staying active. Definitely important. Tip number 10, final tip, remember the reason for the season. So it's not all about food, even though, you know, we want to enjoy the food and partake in the snacks and the mac and cheese and the pound cake, but just making sure that you're putting your focus on your family or friends 
Um, and just making sure that you're enjoying yourself, remembering to exercise, relax. Yeah. And don't, just don't overall, don't, over, don't yeah. overdo it. Yeah, don't overstress yeah. about it. Um, we want to make wise choices, but don't feel mm-hmm. like you can't enjoy your family. If your auntie only makes a peach cobbler once a year, bro, live your best life. Moderation. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you know, Monday, like, it can't start a cycle of, yeah. like, I'm going to eat peach cobbler every day. So, you know, this is a time where you're supposed to, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy your family, enjoy your food, man. Um, but make sure that you're making wise decisions and using wisdom and everything that you do. Yes. So we are going to end up on a much better note than what we started because lit news was deep news today. It was, it was deep. We were it in was, our feelings. It was deep. Um, let's talk health wins this week. So I went to a chiropractor for the first time in my life and it has blessed my soul. So I will continue to go to the chiro. I'm living my best life. Check with your PCP before you go. Don't do anything without talking to your doctor, but mine said I could go and I felt great and I cannot wait. And my next appointment is Friday and I cannot wait to go um so don't sleep on like non-pharmacological things that you can do or things that you can do without medicine um that can improve your health status like I felt great and I my back sometimes bothers me a lot um and I like I'm I thought I was gonna run a marathon and then I remember I don't really run like that so my win is you're off the sick and shutting list um, that's one i'm off the sick and shutting list that's for one so that's a good thing so my win is i have a new job so i'm starting a new job yay so i got a job working um at the Navy Hospital as their new um, diabetes health educator. Yay! Oh, congratulations! Here's the loss. She's moving to Jacksonville from Tampa. And I'm sad about it, but we're, it's not going to stop anything we're no. doing at your health is lit. But I'm just sad that my friend is. I'll be home every, well, I'll be back in Tampa every first and third weekend out of the month. Yeah. And Charlotte and Andre has so graciously offered their home to me on the weekend. Yes, Donna will be, her room will be ready. She will be here. We love Donna. So congratulations. We I can't wait to see um, just the new insight that you'll have to provide yeah. to our patients, or not our patients, y'all aren't our patients. We love y'all, but I always have patients. I can't Sorry. Um, new insight that you have to provide to our community. Um, I can't wait. Here it's going to be so gonna lit. Be, yeah, and then yeah. the crazy thing about it is the... Maybe about four months ago, I wrote a list down of the things I wanted to accomplish before 2018, and um, getting a new job was on there, and becoming um, a certified diabetes health educator was on there, and I really even wasn't looking for a job as a diabetes health educator, so. Man, but when God, man, God works in mysterious ways. He said, write it down and make it plain. The vision. The vision. Come on now. Come on now. Yep. Tiffany, what was your health win this week? Right. Um, I put myself on self-care today. Oh, yes. I needed to, but I was like, uh-uh, we sitting down, okay? I got this awesome weighted blanket. If you guys do not have one, y'all need to get woke okay. about it okay okay and uh we, we we got some rest so i'll be good to go 
That's awesome. It's always great to recharge, especially during these seasons. There's a lot of hustle and bustle. Um, So take care of yourselves, guys. Um, That is it for this week's episode. We want to tell you guys happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Enjoy your family and friends. God bless you guys. Um, I have so many things to be thankful for. Donna has stuff to be thankful for. I think we should... I think we should end the note on one thing we're thankful for. For the year or just for now? Just for, I guess, for right Thanksgiving. Now. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving. Okay, so one thing that I am grateful for, this year for me has been a year um, of grace. And so I'm just thankful for God's grace. He is like, there's been just so many things, like with my dad and my grandmother passing away. I was in an accident last week, and I can still walk and talk. Um so I just am learning to be thankful for God's grace and for the covering that he has on my life. So that's what I'm thankful for. Amen. Okay. I think that I would say that I am just thankful for my Tampa family because probably when I moved to Tampa, I hated it and I hated it and I hated it. Hated it. And every day I would say I would hated it. And it's crazy uh-huh. I met Charla through a um, Bible study group called Pinky Promise. And um, she hosted a Bible study at her house. I went. And then I don't even know. All of a sudden, me and Charla just became really close, like very, very close and stuff. And so I think that her and her husband just has kind of like bought something out of me. Because like, she can tell you, like, I used to be like, girl, I hate Tampa. And I feel like now just like being around like, other like-minded people yeah has made living in tampa so much easier so much better so Aww. i'm just like really appreciative of my team so yeah so i'm thankful for more peace this year amen um i think <laughs> always gotta work peace of mind um even though it came with a price of you know having to cut people off or seeing people for who they really were but I'm reaping the benefits of more peace and I'm just thankful for God for that and I definitely learned that money is not better than peace nothing nothing better than nothing is worth it um the opportunities that have come to me because I have more peace because I can see them because I'm not living a chaotic life amen um I am thankful for that amen Girl, I need a session from you. Come on, you come on. Yeah, I was just sending me all this stuff for the water. I'm like, can you Pathway Counseling Center. We got coaching options too. So, girl, yeah. Check us out, pathwaycounselingcenter.net. Yeah. Yes. And Tiffany, we did, Tiffany's website and her contact information is on our website. Um, you can find her bio, everything about Tiffany, how to get in contact with her on www.yourhealthislit.com slash the Your Health Is Lit team. Her smiling face is there as well as all the links to get her services. Y'all, I had a conversation with Tiffany and it wasn't even a counseling session. And when I tell y'all, she blessed my life. Mm-hmm. Like I got, she gave me this book. Like I got homework. I'm reading now. Like, <laughs> come on now. And the book is Tiffany. I started it. When I tell you, I was like, oh, God, this is me. My edges are about to be snapped. This is me. She already knew. She was like, read this book. And I was like, all right. Oh, Lord. Okay, so once again, we just want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow from the Your Health is Lit family. We love you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Happy Thanksgiving.